When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, folks, it's time to make meat business your business because we're in business with the best in the meat business. I'm talking about Hassle Cattle Company and that blue collar beef. So damn good that you can now get Wagyu beef at the DNVR bar. That's right. If you order one of our burgers, it's coming to you from the good folks at Hassle Cattle Company. By the way, Hassle Cattle Company is giving away a $200 gift card and cooler to one lucky winner. It's real easy to enter. Just head to the DNVR Sports Twitter page and click the link on our pinned tweet. It's free. You can win money and a fantastic cooler. Plus, you get notified about all their best deals. Hey, speaking of deals, Hassle Cattle Company is hooking you up with 10% off your entire purchase. Now, I know what you're thinking. I've already ordered from Hassle Cattle Company. I've already used your promo codes. Well, guess what? This this code, DNVR10, it gets you 10% off every single time. Check out Hassle Cattle Company. Get some of that blue collar beef up in you. We're live. What's we'll up, everyone? <laughs> Welcome into Studio B. Welcome into the DNBA show, the DNVR Nuggets podcast. I'm Harrison Wind alongside Brendan Vote. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to download DraftKings Sportsbook. And when you do, use the code DNVR to win some free money. We'll probably tell you about that later in the show at one of the breaks. Plenty of free money being handed out right now. College football season, NFL season. So make sure you've downloaded that DraftKings Sportsbook app now. We're in Studio B today. I'm I'm sure the viewing audience is just really thrown off by that. How many shows have we done in Studio B? How many DNBA shows have we done? I think like four total. Yeah. It feels that way. Although for the two, man, it's a little more intimate. The other studio feels kind of big and empty. I feel like we're back at the other office. The old, the old days. I don't Lakewood. like to be reminded of that time, but I'm reminded of it right this now. This is a slightly better vibe, but uh, no monitor. We're flying blind. Kale's, Kale's isolated from us in his castle of, of yeah. producing. He so. is up in like a tower, just looking down, looking on, down us, on us. Ready to... Yeah, ready to just shout down commands at us at all times <laughs> from that booth. Um, we got a fun show coming up. We got a lot of news. Um, a lot of news happened over the weekend and yesterday, uh, kind of while we were on yesterday's show talking about Aaron Gordon, our guy Mike Singer dropped a report that there's mutual interest between the Nuggets and Aaron Gordon on working on that contract we talked about yesterday. So we'll talk about that. That'll kind of be the meat of today's show. Um, we're also going to look at some Paul Millsap potential mm. destinations, what destinations we like most for him. What make the most sense for him? Also, Nikola Jokic is back in town. The King has returned. An, an update there. And also, some an interview from Michael Porter Jr. that I think we need to discuss and you guys need to hear and know about if you haven't seen it already. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but I want to start with what the title of this show is. Nikola Jokic is back in town. I feel like this is a notable event before every season when Nikola Jokic arrives back in Denver ahead 
of an NBA season. Certainly. And off the top of my head, this is the earliest he's been back yes. in town. It really feels that way. Obviously, you posted that that clip from Busy Bones' IG, right? Yes. Jokic sprinting his way through the Red Rocks workout. So we usually spend this time of year like, college, I mean, like receiving fuzzy screenshot photos from people of like Jokic out in public in Sambor trying to figure out where he's at. Um, but we know now he's in Denver, and uh, I think that's very encouraging, Harrison. It's very notable, I think. It's very interesting. It's definitely something to dive into. Yeah, there you can see the Red Rocks workout. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was not expecting him to be back in town at all. Well, you hit up the slack. You didn't know who that was. Right, because just him being back in town this early is usually so foreign. Sure. So I was not expecting it at all. And then, yeah, I hit up the slack and I'm like, is this Jokic? Is this uh, Georgie something from Summer League? I legit thought it might be. I kind of like that guy, by the way. Um, is this Isaiah Hartenstein? No, it's not Isaiah Hartenstein. Who's the fastest man alive, Nikola Jokic. Right. So this is Nikola Jokic. And I was, yeah, a little thrown off because he's never back in town this early. Um, I don't want to dive too deep into his personal life, but the streets are talking. A lot of people think it's because he's about to have his kid. And he came back here for that. that. That's what, you know, Nuggets Reddit is saying, what people in the Discord are telling us. So potentially that. But yeah, him being back at Red Rocks, um, him being back in Denver, I think it's pretty cool. And the first thing that kind of came to me, and it has exactly what to do with the guy who posted that clip, Busy Bones, mm. rookies and kind of the young portion of the Nuggets roster who stays in Denver the most throughout the offseason, who's in the gym the most, they usually don't get to spend too much of their summer with Nicole Jokic. Right. They usually see him, what, a week or two before camp when he gets back. They play in some open gyms with him. They get up and down with him uh, in some open runs. But usually he's not in Denver and around them a lot throughout the dog days of the offseason. Do you think that is significant at all? You know, trying to put myself in bone shoes, which is ridiculous, I think it makes that you know, the sort of start of this phase of his career that much more exciting, right? That Jokic is there. He can really sink his teeth into, yo, I'm a member of the Denver Nuggets. And I think back to that photo of Jokic, who uh, after he signed his contract extension during the press conference, there's that photo of him standing underneath the hoop watching mm. MPJ shoot and free I, throws. That is an iconic I, photo. It's so good. When I write a book about Nikola Jokic, yes. That photo will be in, you know, the middle section where all the pictures are. That will be in there. When MPJ's an all-star, <laughs> soon enough. Look yes. back at that photo. It should give you chills. So we've talked about Jokic kind of giving himself the Tim Duncan comp in the past, really starting to take some of that on. And for whatever the reason may be that he's here earlier in Denver, that is a veteran leader move to just be seen, to just be heard. Yeah. And, and, you know, to remind everyone there, like, Hey, as long as this guy's on the floor, this team can compete. It's time to go to work. Yeah, if I'm Bones Highland and I see Nikola Jokic, the MVP last season, just showing up to Red Rocks on a 90-degree Denver day, that's going to inspire me to work hard. 100%. And I talked about this the second that Bones Highland got drafted here. One of the things that he needs to do is get in the weight room, mm -hmm. put on NBA strength, improve his body. And if he sees Nikola Jokic in the weight room during the off season. And then obviously, you know, after games, post game lifts that sets the tone that sets the culture that trickles down to the rest of the organization. So I think it's pretty notable and just something that's very worth talking about him being back in Denver this early. 
the other question is, does this mean anything in terms of how you think he's going to enter and open up next season from a basketball perspective? It kind of does. I, so far, there's a lot of evidence that suggests you know, he's fighting off any sort of burnout inclination, right? I mean, that, whether he's here for his kid or not, that he's willing to be here this early, mm-hmm. back in the you know back in the thick of it, that he still looks as in shape as he does. Yeah, I think these are all signs that. I mean, I don't know if anyone would have been too surprised or or you know maybe disappointed and let down, but not too surprised if Jokic were to say, "Look, I need a little bit of a break physically and mentally mm-hmm. from all those last two seasons." Were it looks like you know we only have a limited perspective, but it looks like he's rejected that and. I'm optimistic about another hot start for Jokic. I'm very optimistic about another hot start. I was optimistic before I saw he was back in town. Sure. Um, I'm even more optimistic now because the 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 guy that we saw in off seasons past get out of shape, come back into camp, have to work himself into shape. That guy's completely gone. I think so. We're too. never going to see that guy again. I think so too, man. And. Um, I think now he's just at such a different place in his career where he's accepted totally 100% that I'm the face of this franchise. I've got to set the tone for everyone. Everybody on this roster looks up to me. Like I can determine the direction that we go um, as a team, as an organization from day one of the regular season. Right. So... I think he's totally accepted that he's moved into a new stage of his career and he's been in that stage for this last year plus. And now this is going to be, this is the new Nikola Jokic. He's going to enter, enter camp in great shape right. because that's how he wants to see everybody else enter camp. And he's going to start the season at a hundred miles per hour yeah. because he can. And that's just his mentality. I want to play every game. I want to go hundred percent all the time. And no doubt that's going to filter down to everybody else. I would even take it a step further. I think he's gone from accepting it to now maybe embracing it, if not enjoying it. And maybe learning about himself, perhaps to his own surprise, that he is cut out for this. Yeah, And he wants to do it. He wants to put it on his shoulders. And that's something Vlatko and Wancho have told me and Seidel's many times. The sense of personal responsibility is embraced by Jokic. And it influences how he goes about his day um and i think as a professional athlete and we're seeing just the maturity the evolution of a guy who was a kid with a somewhat of a mercurial you know temperament and and sort of fickle approach to uh, um, a man who wants all of this on his plate and there's really nothing more exciting to hear as a as a nuggets fan yeah so it should be really exciting um this just seems like it's setting up to be another incredible Nikola Jokic season. Um, I don't think he's going to win MVP. I think there would have to be maybe another pandemic that wipes <laughs> out the rest of the NBA's MVP candidates, um, which is, a, is for him to get another MVP yeah. for people to actually bring themselves to vote for him again. Right. So he's not going to win another MVP. I don't think unless, you know, just some crazy stuff happens, but 
I could definitely see him having a very similar season to the one he had last year, man. Yeah, I don't think we need to brace for a letdown season. I was kind of doing that for a little, and I just stopped myself. I'm like, yeah, why? What have you learned from following Jokic's career? Why do that? Why yeah. put a cap on him? He's probably going to come back and look like a top three player in the world again. And I know you and I are on the same page, our bias right on our sleeve. We think he's number one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I... I'm a little. This got me a little more excited for the season to start. I think we're about four weeks out from uh, training camps, preseason games starting up. Uh, maybe a little less, but this this got my juices flowing a little bit. I'll say he he legitimately looked kind of fast. Yeah, and <laughs> I think there's a relativity thing, and and Jokic has pulled on this thread in post game interviews because he plays at his own pace when he does speed up. It's relatively fast all the same yeah. for his defenders. And I, look, full sprint speed is nothing too impressive. But even Jokic, e even a guy like Jokic, who's this finesse monster, these guys are all so much more coordinated and athletic than, than we get from a bird's eye broadcast camera angle. All right, let's move on. Topic number two here. Paul Millsap is still a free agent. Mm. And there's a lot of reports, a lot of rumblings coming out from... You know, every reporter all across the country about what team he might join next. It seems like the way he's getting talked about, and this might be true, Paul Millsap is one of the premier free agents that's still out there at this point in the game. Absolutely. And I mean, why wouldn't he be, right? We are in the round out your bench with affordable veteran stage of free agency. Yep. And if you're, we're going to name the teams here in a second, but if you're either a contender or a team looking to sort of turn a corner, he's a good cheap option. And obviously Nuggets fans can speak to that quite well. Although not as cheap in Denver, but what he can do for you, even even as a declining player, um, I think there's still plenty of value there. So these are the teams that are rumored to be interested in Paul Millsap, and there's a bunch. I'm going to run through them and then give me one or two, and we can start from there, that, sure. that pique your interest for a potential Millsap landing spot. The Nets, the Warriors, the Bulls, the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, the Hawks, and the 76ers. So... You've got a mix of straight contenders there. I think Clippers too. I oh saw yeah, the Clippers too. I left out the Clippers. The Clippers too. You got straight contenders. You've got kind of teams at, at the next level down, like the Sixers and Clippers, and then you've got a couple teams that are, uh, I'll say, on maybe step two of a rebuild and kind of sure. trying to get into that uh, lower playoff tier. Well, there's a team that stands out for me right away. And I'm sure some folks can guess. And I'm in on Nuggets East. I'm in on the Chicago Bulls. Okay. And I'm in on Paul Millsap going to Chicago, a team where he can have some success, uh, re, you know, reunite with Arturis. And I don't think they're going to win a ring, but there should be playing time for him there. And they'll certainly be competent. Whereas a couple of the teams on this list, the Pelicans, the Wolves, I mean, what a waste at this stage in Millsap's career. I would like to see him go get a ring, mm -hmm. although I'll stop short of wanting to see him on Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Let us know in the comments what your favorite Paul Millsap destination is. Uh, there's a lot of them to pick from for sure. The Bulls are interesting. Um, our tourist is obviously there. That's as strong of a connection as you could make with any of these teams. Sure. Um, Arturis was the GM here, of course, when the Nuggets signed Paul Millsap to bring him to Denver in 2017. Uh, so no surprise that the Bulls are on this list. A team that I am interested in, I'm doing this off the cuff, is the Hawks. I knew you were going to say the Hawks. So the Hawks would be would be a great a great a great story, um, and also it would put him in the East. 
And I think on a team that could use the veteran leadership that Millsap would bring, mm-hmm. Hawks are still a very young team. Yeah. You know, Trey Young, Clint Capella, John Collins, Bogdan. Like, these guys are really young. They could use a veteran presence like Millsap. They could use a sturdy defender. Of mm-hmm. course, he spent his glory years in Atlanta getting to all-star games, really, like, carving out kind of the the... the peak years of his career his gym's down there right? his, his off-season home is in atlanta that's right yeah. it'd be a super comfortable move for his family yes he spends a ton of time down there and for people who don't know like paul Millsap is very ingrained into the atlanta community like in terms of youth basketball in terms of charity stuff his home base is atlanta yes so that would not surprise me at all if he finds his way to the hawks it would make sense. Um, I think he could probably have a rotation spot there as well, potentially. Mm. Uh, so th- that would make sense to me. Someplace where he can win and push for a deep playoff run, but also have some playing time, which I, I feel like is still important to right. him. And you can probably talk yourselves into Hawks as like quasi-contenders because of the state of the East. Now, I think everything broke right for them last year, and I'd be very surprised if it happened again or they made the finals, but if you take the other factors that you just discussed into account, this all starts to add up to somewhat of an appealing picture for Millsap, we assume. So that is the other move that I would love because I know family is important to him, and you know, just from a distance, it certainly seems like that would be the the smoothest transition for them. So, The Pelicans and the Timberwolves are interesting to me because... The Pelicans and Timberwolves are both kind of in positions where the Nuggets were in 2017 when they got Paul Millsap. Two teams that need to learn how to win, that need to learn how to play defense, that just need a stable veteran two-way presence. But the thing I'm worried about is Paul Millsap isn't the guy he was in 2017, right? I feel like 2017 Paul Millsap would be perfect for yes. both Minnesota and New Orleans. And in and in 2017, Minnesota felt the same way. They wanted exactly. him there as well. Exactly. Not quite the same thing now. And I don't think, you know, what, what I do think Millsap can do, before Millsap got to Denver, Malone goes defense, defense, defense. You talk to the yeah. stars of the team and it's they're singing a different tune. After Millsap got there, you start to hear the defense stuff echo throughout the locker room. It's not just Malone preaching it up there, but it's Millsap. And then slowly you hear Jamal and Jokic really started to get on board with that. I attribute a lot of that to his presence um, and, and how his influence can permeate a locker room. So for a team like the Hawks, you know, is Millsap that defender that he was four years ago? No. But is he still a guy that can maybe help a locker room start to think differently about that side of the floor I think so. And here's where I would like it for both those teams. Could Millsap be just the guy that Carly Anthony Towns needs mm. to buy in a little more to the defensive end of the floor? Maybe. Is Paul Millsap the guy that maybe like Zion Williamson needs to continue building his defensive profile right. and you know caring more on defense and just learning how to be more of a professional? Maybe. So if any of those teams could convince Paul Millsap to come there, I think it's a home run. He's a guy that would really help in either locker room. But in terms of the best situation for him to win, I don't know if that's exactly what he has in mind. Maybe he's thinking, oh, I could go to Brooklyn. I could go to Golden State. 
Um, I mean, if if any role player can go to Brooklyn, that's got to be at the top of any player's list, right? I know. And I wonder if Golden State has now come back into that tier two yeah, of like, okay, they, they've got a chance. Um, and, and, you know, it's an organization that's been doing it the right way now for several years. Yes, Brooklyn, though, is the one. Um, and I just... I just hope it isn't Brooklyn. But I, I also kind of equally hope it's not the Pelicans or the Wolves. I just want to see Millsap have a chance to get to the finals. I have a feeling it would mean quite a lot to him. Yeah. you would. I would just feel good if he got to the finals because he deserves it, man. Paul Millsap is a guy who's done everything right in his career. There's Nobody would ever say a bad thing about Paul Millsap. Rock solid in the locker room. Great two-way force. Cares about defense is great for any team. Is it great for any culture? So we'll see where he ends up. It, it certainly seems like there's a lot of suitors out there and it seems like he's going to land on a good team. Sit a break. When we come back, a lot of Aaron Gordon news has happened even since we uh, were on the show yesterday. Right. Uh, so we'll get into that on the other side here. You'd have to be crazy to try to run Paul Millsap out of town. Anyway, Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Have you heard about the uh, the beer of the Nuggets, Mile High City Copper Lager? You've probably seen Harrison or myself drinking it on this very show in the other studio. It's got that sleek blue can. The Nuggets logo is right on there, so you know that's the one. It's delicious, and if you don't know where to find it, might I suggest the Breck Beer Locator, a sweet little tool. You punch in your address, you punch in the beer you're looking for, it tells you where to go down to the nearest tenth of a mile. So no excuse not to pick up some of that delicious prep. You could also just come to the DNVR bar on Colfax. We stay stocked with that good booze. Also, if you want to order delicious food and booze from the farmhouse, call 303-803-1380 from 12 to 8 p.m. for pickup. Use code DNVR to save five dollars Harrison Ballerina obviously Ball is sponsoring formerly Pepsi Center but they're also now partners with DNVR as you know the aerospace technology company as in the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer as in the sponsor of that of that basketball arena downtown Ball is a, uh, a multifaceted company a great company and they're hiring right here in Golden Colorado you can check out hashtag work at ball online to apply for a position at their aluminum can plant, text GOLDEN to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. One more time, that's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN or simply text GOLDEN to 77222. All right, back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So we talked about Aaron Gordon on yesterday's show how big of a priority was it for the Nuggets to get a potential extension done with him? How can the Nuggets incorporate Aaron Gordon more into their offensive playbook? Well, as soon as we get off the show, I'm just going to say we spoke it into existence. That's right, yeah. Uh, to be honest, um, our guy Mike Singer drops a report that there's mutual interest between the Nuggets and Aaron Gordon on the very extension that we talked about. So, my big um, my big point I was trying to put across on yesterday's show was that if Aaron Gordon wants to work on an extension now, it right. makes complete sense for yes. the Nuggets to do it and lock him in to the extension that Denver can give because under a veteran extension, the most Nuggets could sign him for is four years, $88 million. His salary uh, in the first year of that deal would be 
20 million. Aaron Gordon to me is worth 20 million as a player um, in the current mold that he is right now. So if both parties want to get this deal done, I think it's a great option. Agreed. And I almost wish we had sort of articulated that angle a bit better. You were trying to hammer it home. Dev and I were talking about waiting but that was under the condition that you need to, right? If if you're not sure you want to give Gordon a four-year deal or he's not sure about coming back on a reprised role, you have time to sort of see how the market shakes out. But in the event that he's eager to return in a reprised role, and as Singer reported, one source projected it could be a two-year or three-year deal. If it's 220 and Gordon's happy to come back, that's a no-brainer and there's no reason to wait on that because... Mm-hmm. I mean, look, financially, you're going to have to go into the tax at some point anyway, once that Porter extension kicks in. And then the two-year window, which you did a good job outlining yesterday, Denver gives themselves this season and next season to get those five back on the floor. But if it crumbles, if it doesn't work out, there are opt-outs, right? There are routes out. It's really sort of a two-year, this is the core. If you need to reshuffle the deck around the big three, you can. So if that comes to fruition, something like 240, 241, um, I think Denver is in, in great shape. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And, and I think even if it's a four-year deal for the $88 million, Aaron Gordon is 25? Sure. 26? How, wait, how, how old is Aaron Gordon? 26. I don't, I'm going to look it up He's right 26, now. He's 26, right? Yes. Yes. 25. No, he's 25. He's 25. Oh. Um, he's about to turn 26. So we were right. He is incredibly young. He's a year older than Chris Duarte. Um, (laughs) Like Aaron Gordon has been through a couple lifetimes as an NBA player already. He's been in this league forever, but it's not like he's 30 and you're giving him a four-year $88 million extension. It's 26. Sure. So, yes, that is a fine deal. He's very much worth $20 million right now. And... He's worth $20 million to Nuggets. He'd be worth that to any team. But with his skill set, he's especially worth $20 million to Denver because he's just a great fit, I think, alongside the big three. And that is what the Nuggets have to look for when you're obviously filling out this roster. How does that skill set complement Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Michael Porter Jr.? And I've been thinking about this as we've been talking about Aaron Gordon over the last couple of days. He is a better defender than we've maybe given him credit for, man. When he has just locked in on defense, he's been an all-world defender. He's been like an all-NBA level type of guy in some of these instances where Denver's put him on Damian Lillard. You know, right. he, he kind of changed the course of that series. When, when he's had a couple possessions on Devin Booker, on Luka Doncic, like he is a great defender. And I think the big surprise is how eager he is to do just that. Mm. What Denver traded for him to be, he seems to be loving it. Not just yeah. the success that he's reaping from the, his his new teammates, but I get the sense that Gordon likes playing basketball this way. And that's huge. So I, you know, when we were having that discussion yesterday, I didn't know Gordon felt that way. So with regards to like urgency, you don't, ha- you didn't have to get this deal done. But that he wants to is just ideal. And I'm not sure, you know, Denver seems to have narrowed it down to, to like two guys. We can, Jeremy Grant, Aaron Gordon is maybe the kind of guys you want around the big three. Mm-hmm. One of them really would like to be here. 
And and so I'm not sure how much better they're going to do than Aaron Gordon. What I like about the two years is just the flexibility. Like if it looks disastrous, which I don't expect it to, I don't know. You're just like not locked into this future of it's these four. Um, all the same. It's I, hard to envision it looking disastrous though. Because it looked so great. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. It's not like shoving a, what is it? A, a square peg into a round hole. Is that the expression? Yeah, square, yeah, square peg into yeah. a round hole. So yeah, this is exciting news. It's a round peg into a round hole. Yeah, that's right. Jesus. Um, no, yeah, it's it's tough to see it not looking great because yep. there's with the talent in Denver, with the talent around him, with the role he's playing, you've got such a high floor that it's just hard not to see that fit looking really good this coming year, the year after that, and and maybe even the year after that. It's not like the Nuggets are going to be a bad team. Um, it is funny. Isn't it funny that Jeremy Grant signed for 20 mil in Detroit? Aaron Gordon could sign for around 20 mil a year in Denver. I was was very on record thinking that Jeremy Grant was not worth 20 mil. Mm. Now I'm saying Aaron Gordon is worth 20 mil to keep him. Um, I, I think people could look at that and say, like, why? Aren't those guys kind of similar? Both strong defenders. Both would be your fourth best player, probably on, on a five-man unit, fourth or fifth, depending on what you think of Will Barton. Um, but I think you might have hit the nail on the head. Like, Aaron Gordon wants to play that role. Yes. Jeremy Grant does not. Uh, Aaron Gordon, his biggest priority is winning and doing everything he can to win. Jeremy Grant's was not. So that's probably the, the difference there. And... Um, Who's a better defender, Jeremy Grant or Aaron Gordon? I actually think it's Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I don't. That's actually not a really huge leap for me. Offensively, though, like Jeremy Grant's a much better shooter. Um, he's probably he's definitely a more versatile and capable, like individual offensive player. That, oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, he's definitely a better top option. There's enough evidence oh, yeah. in Aaron Gordon's career that that bears that out. But, um. Yeah, I mean, it's about what he wants to be in Denver. And also, Denver's just at that time now. We're starting next season. Like You're going into the tax. It's time. Well, ideally. So I agree. I just think the way we're sort of looking at some of these figures has changed a bit as well. You know me. I'm never again making an excuse for ownership to not go into the tax. I've made 100%. that pledge. I've made that blood oath. 100%. Never making now, that excuse Now, there's an important again. distinction between explaining why ownership might do what they do from their mindset. Sure. But... Again, you always want to be careful. Like, if it comes down to, well, they didn't have to go into the tax, but they could have, they probably should. This yeah. is in an empire we're talking about with the Cronky Walmart family. Yeah. The other point I wanted to make about Aaron Gordon, we are so into the phase of guys wanting to come to Denver and wanting to be in Denver and wanting to Please stay like in team. Denver. Please like us. <laughs> but we're definitely a year or two into this already, I, I feel so. like. And I think Paul Millsap got the ball rolling in 2017 when he signed here and wanted to spend the next stage of his career here and win here. And when he famously said at his press conference, why not Denver, when he was asked why he wanted to come to Denver. And then since then, you've kind of seen a similar thing. Look, Will Barton has taken less money to stay in Denver on uh, previous contracts I don't, I don't know about this last contract. Sure. I'll have to ask about that. But on his previous contract, he took less money to stay in Denver. Jeff Green, 
just called it a no-brainer to sign with the Nuggets. And you know Jeff Green could have probably had a spot on the Brooklyn Nets if he wanted to stay there for less money. Probably could have had a spot on other contending teams. But he said it was a no-brainer to come to Denver. Jamichael Green like seemed like he wanted to come back to Denver all along. That was not a hard choice for him. He had other suitors, other contenders he could have gone to. So it's not the top tier guys. It's it's not like the, you know, Kevin Durant's the world saying they want to come to Denver. I don't think it might never be that. But it's the next level of guys that have been saying this for a couple years now. And I, I think it's going to remain that. And Aaron Gordon kind of lumps into this argument too. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Jeff Green. That's actually the f- kind of the first one I think of, right, where I think for the next however many Jokic years, Denver's just going to be one of those teams where, oh, they have a back-end rotation spot for me, right? I'm a I'm a, a journeyman, a veteran, and I want to win. Like, this team is going to... You look at this team as a second-round team, right? Like, mm-hmm. bare minimum, even without Jamal. They've just proven that they're a second-round conference finals type of team. And so, yeah, I, I think... That has changed a lot. The Millsap one is the big one. Jeremy Grant's the obvious exception. But I I don't know, man. I look at that as kind of a unique situation. Totally. And a lot of it, too. Like, that role. Like, Detroit was just offering him a role Denver never wanted to. Yeah. So, But, the, yeah, Gordon being eager to be here. Gordon being almost blown away by the competence of the organization. Jeff Green calling it a no-brainer. I think it's, it is adding up to you're never going to be in the conversations for the Kawhis and the LeBrons or at least not in the foreseeable future. But you don't have to just roll over and take nothing during free agency periods. Yeah, and I think the two biggest factors, one you hit on is that the Nuggets are a winner. Uh, They've been in the playoffs. uh, Playoffs, uh, just a stabilizer these last couple seasons. They're a team that's always projected to make the playoffs and will always be projected to make the playoffs as long as Nikola Jokic is wearing a Nuggets uniform. Um, they've got a great culture. Guys know that, and is that's a reason why they want to play here. And the other reason, and Jeff Green actually talked about this as well, because when you play against the Nuggets, it's obvious that they play unselfish, they play for each other, they play a very, you know, fun brand of basketball to play. Jeff Green said this verbatim in his presser he did a couple days ago. Like, when I played against the Nuggets, I noticed that this would be a really fun style of basketball to play in. Right. So, that's another reason. Like, when you're a basketball player, you want to play in a, a brand of offense that the Nuggets play. And another much smaller factor... Michael Malone is a head coach who is known and liked by a lot sure. of people throughout the league. So even if he's not necessarily player X's favorite guy, you know, it's not like, Hey, can you come in here and let David Blatt tell you what to do? I think guy, guys, there's a professional respect that Malone commands. Yeah. Uh, let's hit another break. <laughs> and I'm very excited for this next segment on the other side here, because Michael Porter Jr. Did an interview that I don't think a lot of people saw. We're going to play a very important quote from that interview for you if you haven't seen it. And I think it's going to kind of show a side of MPJ that maybe we don't talk about enough. We'll get to that on the other side here. Talking to you about Manscaped, the best in men's grooming, something that's very important, something that's easy to forget, and something that is so much easier to do when you have the right tools for the job. 
might I humbly suggest the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that includes their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, that uh, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner. Again, all things I grew up without, all things I never thought I needed, but once you get it, you can't go back. You got to check out that Lawnmower 4.0, the latest in uh, the latest in men's grooming technology. Their advanced skin-safe technology makes it hard to cut yourself. 7,000 RPM motor. It's waterproof. It's got a sweet light. Don't say no to this thing, and you can get a sweet deal on it too. Go to manscaped.com. Use code DNVR. That's that's us. DNVR. You get 20% off plus free shipping. Again, 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. Don't neglect your balls. You know what? You know who else sponsors this show usually? And by Who's usually, that, I mean though? every day. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And as you know, the NFL season has started. And as you know, DraftKings is just begging you to take their money. Here's a deal for both new and existing customers. Everyone can get in on this. If you place one bet, any bet right now in a week one NFL game, DraftKings is going to pay you out in $200 in free bets instantly. So mm-hmm. if you haven't yet, head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game to receive $200 in free bets. Again, this is current customers as well. So this is a no-brainer for all. Uh, and by the way, for opening night, all customers can double their money as long as Tampa Bay doesn't lose by 74 points. Oh, yeah. There's a couple just like free money offers going on on DraftKings. This is one of them. Uh, it's it's a plus 73-point spread for Tampa Bay, like you just said. So, yeah, get on that. It's like a free however much money you can bet on the prop. I think it's 25 or 50 bucks. It's just literally free money. You can walk away with like $300 from this weekend of football, and that <laughs> yeah. should fund your entire like Nuggets season. Yeah. If you're listening to <laughs> us, you'll just be winning. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Remember, you see, receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code DNVR, by the way. You can get free $200 in free bets instantly. You can also do it if you've already downloaded the app. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Only one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Do you have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We've talked about sports gambling. We've talked about beer. We've got, we're, we're one short of the Colorado trifecta. Oh, that's right. Marijuana. Uh, Solace Meds, baby. <laughs> Four convenient locations. One in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, and one just blocks away from us here at the DNVR Bar on East Colfax. Here's when you could look forward to for the month of September. Can America gummies, 25% off. Strains tinctures, 20% off. Rockin' cartridges, 25% off. Glacier concentrates, 20% off Labor Day sale coming up. Buy three, get the fourth for 10 cents. Patriots Day sale, 9 11 coming up. Buy three, get the fourth for 10 cents. By the way, if you head into any of those four locations, you get a free Solace Bar or King Cone. All you got to do is mention code DNVR20. But wait, there's more. Code DNVR20. They'll give you a free Solace Bar or King Cone. You'll also get 20% off your order. And again, you can stack these up with these monthly deals. Check out Solace Meds. Tell them we sent you. And enjoy that sweet marijuana. Love it. I'm going to throw out a DraftKings pick of the week here. That's what I was doing when I was scrolling uh, DraftKings while you're doing those reads. You can bet on Ben Simmons' next team. Ooh, what's the favorite? Philly. Or this... <laughs> at, at, like, opening night? This or? is who Ben Simmons... 
the next team he would play a regular season game for. Philly's the favorite, plus 150. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. The Warriors, plus 250, are next. The Blazers, plus 275. And then you can just get into some long shots. The Wizards, plus 2,000. The Thunder, plus 2,500. The Spurs, plus 2,500. What what are the Timberwolves' odds? Dude, this is my DraftKings pick of the week. The Timberwolves, plus 3,000. Why not? Why not throw a little sprinkler onto that? Five bucks can win you 155 bucks. Yeah. Why not? Just saying, Malik Beasley is a free man. Gerson Rosas can get Daryl Morey to take D'Angelo Russell for Ben Simmons. I'm ready to just give him executive of the year. Build him a statue. <laughs> That's my DraftKings pick. Like, throw a little little sprinkler. Not too much. Not too much. Just little little unit. Yeah, five maybe. bucks. That's like one Half less McDonald's unit, trip. Depending you know? on what your unit is. Yeah. Uh, throw it on the Timberwolves for the DraftKings pick of the week. <laughs> All right, back here on the DMVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DMVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So like I was teasing before that last break, there was an interview that MPJ did that hasn't gotten a lot of traction, but he had a very interesting quote in that interview that I want to talk about and discuss. So, Kale, if you could roll that interview clip, it's about a minute long. I mean, obviously, in college, you have to worry about your schoolwork. So... Um, that was emphasis in college, but then when you go to the NBA, it's all basketball. So I, I always thought that, you know, once you went to the NBA, everybody was working super hard. It'd be, it'd be hard to outwork people once you got to the NBA. But I was wrong because there's a lot of guys who, who uh, never become as good as they could become because they, once they get to the NBA, they kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit. And so... For me, I just I see that, and then I, I continue to work even harder, try to get myself better and better and better. Um, so there's definitely a lot of differences between college and the NBA. Obviously, the NBA, the guys are much more talented, bigger, stronger, faster. But one thing you can always do, no matter what level you're playing at, is outwork people. Spend more time in the gym than the person next to you. You're gonna, it's gonna show over time. All right, so that's a interview that MPJ did. I think it was over the weekend. I didn't see a lot of chatter about. What's your takeaway from that? It's, well, again, I always use these words when he speaks publicly, but it's really, really encouraging and falls right in line with anything we've been told publicly or privately about Porter. And that's, this guy is so uber talented and was and was tabbed as so uber talented at such a young age. You might from a healthy distance assume there's some kind of like too cool for school or uncoachable stuff going on or whatever. But basketball is this man's love. It's his passion. And I I really buy what he's saying in this clip but everything that's been said about him which is every day he wakes up and he realizes he has a chance to get even better mm-hmm. at this game that he's incredible at. And I don't think he wants to take a second of that opportunity for granted. That's a notion that we hear across all professional sports. A lot of these guys just are that good, happy to be getting a check to play a game, and that's enough. I think Porter knows he has like legacy potential, right? Mm-hmm. Pantheon kind of like status one day, and he doesn't want to waste that. So it's one thing to say all the right things. It's another to do all the right things. But at the very least, I think it's music to the ears of Nuggets fans. Yeah, uh, Haley, that interview, 
it was on YouTube. It was with um, potentially one of his former coaches. There were a couple of coaches on a Zoom call with him, and then there were kind of younger players asking him questions, and that was his answer in response to a question about just what has it been like adjusting from college to the NBA. And like you said, I think it's 100% real and genuine because, A, I agree with him that there are players that get to the NBA and see, oh, I'm making a million dollars. I'm making multiple million dollars a year. I'm comfortable. You know, I I made it. I'm here. I I did it. Like, and, you know, if guys want to take their foot on the gas, honestly, I understand it. Of course. And um, more power to you. You totally can do that. And a lot of guys certainly do. But I also think he's 100% real and genuine. And the fact that, he sees that and goes, I don't want that. I'm not satisfied with that. I want to be a generational all-time talent. Yes. He has said that in interviews that we've done with him from the second he joined the Nuggets. He doesn't just want to make it as an NBA player. He wants to be a generational guy. And look, um, from talking with Nuggets players, I know Will Barton has a tremendous amount of respect for Michael Porter Jr., because of how hard he was. Yes. I know this for a fact. Will looks at Porter and goes, here's a guy who 6'11", with the prettiest jump shot in the league, who if he just didn't work to get better from this point forward, he can you know, be a, a guy who has a 10-year career, sure. makes a shit ton of money, yep. and is very, very successful just because of, because of his God-given talent and where he's gotten so far. Um, but no, he wants more than that. He does spend all this time in the gym. Uh, he, he does work and work and work harder than most guys on this roster. So I know there are guys on this Nuggets team like Will and uh, a lot of other teammates who have a tremendous amount of respect right. for him because what we see on you know Instagram and Twitter of his summer workouts and all the shots he gets up, it's 100% real. Every time we talk to him after any sort of break, like, what were you up to? And he's virtually every time he's like, oh, I was back in Missouri and I was playing basketball just with his family and yeah. just playing hoops. That's how he spends his downtime. Now, I know there's other stuff going on in his life, but yeah, he's committed to it. And you know, it's funny. I don't know. You ever talk to a fan or, or someone else at DNVR or anything and someone expresses frustration like, man, it just seems like we care more than the guys do. Sometimes that actually is the case. It yeah. really is. I, I joked in the Slack when the 2K ratings came out, and I was like, g- g- some guys get more upset about their 2K rating than a playoff loss. That's a and fact. that's for some guys, it's absolutely true. That's a fact. Uh, but I feel really comfortable saying that's not the case with Porter. Yep. And so there's like a well-intentioned drive that's pushing him. And... It's, it's exactly what you want to hear. And it's where I, I draw my sort of comfort with some of these kind of outlandish takes about MPJ and his potential and that I think he's going to get there. The, uh, the source for a lot of that is, and my confidence in those takes, is is that I know it matters that much to him yeah. and that he's in the gym. Yeah. It's so funny. We have, uh, or I don't, not us, a lot of people have this just perception of Michael Porter Jr., um, because of the quotes he's had in the past, uh, going back to the Clippers series, you know, 
Like, we need to get other people involved. We need to get me involved. We can't just be playing this Jokic-Murray two-man game, two game if we want to beat this team, which I actually think he was right about. And right. I said that at the time, that that was what the Nuggets needed to do. Yeah. Um, but maybe he should have kept that in-house. Uh, the, the stuff he's, ha- he's had to say about COVID, you know, stuff he's spouted on social media. People have that perception of him. And look, you know, we, we can have that perception of him. He's... He, he's been a the reason why people have that perception of him. It's been his doing. But there's another side to him that is this basketball addict, is this guy that lives in the gym. And sometimes that gets brushed aside because that other part of him is so loud. Yes. And that, that's understandable. I can see why that would happen. But it's important to hammer home that this guy um, – is the the you know guy who lives in the gym and just strives to get better and really really cares about his game and basketball first and foremost. Right. I mean, you almost you might infer from a distance that there's some of that like kind of Justin Bieber syndrome going on. Like he was just really young and important and famous at a young age. Yeah. And that stuff is super difficult to navigate. Um and you can tell it's a part of his personality. He knows that he's a public figure, public facing figure has been for a long time. But the foundation is there. It's like if Justin Bieber was actually good and really cared. <laughs> it's great. We can put that on social, Kale. <laughs> Cut that. That's our uh, promo clip for, for this episode, for real. Um, no, I, I just thought that was a really insightful clip that kind of took you behind the curtain and showed what we've been trying to say about Michael Porter Jr., the basketball player for this last couple of years that he really strives. He really puts in the work. He's really dedicated to his craft. And that has, I think given him a lot of respect within the nuggets locker room and real quick, we can kind of close by just giving some thoughts. I think about what we're expecting from him next season, because we've seen kind of what he's been up to this summer. He's been the gym with Steph Curry. He was just out in San Francisco working out with Steph Curry and Steph Curry's personal trainer last week. Like all week. Yeah, right? him yeah. and his brother Coben were out there with Steph Curry and Jordan Poole working out in San Francisco. He was just up in Seattle working out with Isaiah Thomas and some guys up there a couple days ago. Um, I get the impression that he is treating this offseason – with the mindset of this is going to be the biggest couple months of my career coming up Mm -hmm. entering the season with no Jamal Murray. This is a potential defining moment, maybe the defining moment of my career so far, how I respond when the nuggets really need me to be that guy. Um, Because the sky's the limit, man. He could come in and average 25, 26 points a game right off the bat next season. And he's totally capable of that. He could push for an all-star bit if the Nuggets are one of the top teams in the West you know, over the first half of the season. Everything is available to, th- to him this year, and I just get the sense that he's really taking it seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he's really excited about it, and yeah. he should be. And gosh, am I. Gosh, am I. I just try to take yourself back to these same episodes this time of year when it was, do you think we'll see Michael Porter Jr. this time around? Do you think we'll get to see him play with with Jamal and Jokic at all? And we're here now. We're already at 
can he be one of the dudes? And it's his turn to. That's really exciting stuff. And, I mean, Porter is must-see TV, whether it's going well or poorly. Does he have a legit chance at an All-Star Abs- game absolutely. next season? Absolutely. I wouldn't necessarily bet on it. Yeah. But, I mean, what? If he comes out and he's averaging 24, 25 a game, I know that's a huge leap, but also... Is it, though? I know. He averaged 14 shots a game last season. I know. That's it. He should be shooting the ball at least 20 times a game. I like. I don't know how confident I am that he's going to look like a different player come postseason, but I am ever confident that he is going to just break wills in the regular season. Yeah. That's something that... Gail is just going crazy up there. Um, that that's something that doesn't get enough play nowadays. Everybody is all like, "Who's a 16 game player?" The playoffs are the only thing that matter. The regular season is irrelevant, and yes, the playoffs matter so much more than the regular season. They really, really do. But you still need guys to get you through the regular season. You still need to just rack and put away regular season wins and bank those things night in, night out to get to the playoffs. And yes, the playoffs is where careers are defined, where you really mark your, make your mark as an NBA player in history. But you need to get through the regular season first. And we know Michael Porter Jr. is a stone-cold killer yeah. in the regular season. Yeah. And he is going to be this coming year. So can I sit here and say he's going to be... Um, an average defender even in the playoffs next year? No, which is scary. I think he'll be improved. Will he not get taken advantage of and exposed? I can't sit here and say that, but he will be better, I think. In the regular season, we're not going to talk about that. No. Barely. No. If at all. We're not going to talk about his his defense. We'll probably talk about his rebounding a lot and how he's blocking a lot of shots at the rim, but... His defense, I don't think, is gonna be you know even close to the focal point as it was as the play in the playoffs because it's just not. He's a killer in the regular season. Kawhi Leonard is out. Um, there's been some movement from east to west with a couple of guys like yeah Russell Westbrook is back in L.A. and like we could spend a whole podcast talking about you know like potential All Star game Burts and whatnot, but. If the Nuggets are a top one or two seed in the West, which is very possible with how the schedule is shaping up, when all-star votes are getting handed out, yeah, he's got a chance, man. He's got a chance. He does, and he's one of those guys that people, I guess just you can call it marketability, people talk about him. People look yes. at him. His name is 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 out there, and so he's going to come up in that dialogue for sure. It's funny you framed it that way with the 82 versus 16 game player guy thing you know with Denver at the moment fully healthy I really think we can only say for sure like positive that there are two playoff guys on the team others that might be but we we talk about what kind of seed are they going to finish with without Jamal look at it from the other perspective though it's like 10 11 82 game players on that roster that you feel really comfortable with you know and so the ceiling without Jamal with regards to where they belong and all those power rankings and stuff, I get that it's difficult to sort of sift through. But just looking at their ability to win on any given night in the regular season, Monte, Barton, Porter, Gordon, Jokic, they have plenty, 
plenty of firepower. Yeah, I actually think there might be more 16-game players than we give them credit for. Yeah. Jeff Green? That's that's what I'm saying, man. Will Barton? Well, yeah. I mean, Jeff Green we know. Barton, I feel like we don't. No. <laughs> yeah, because he's never been because he's never done it. That's not to say there are guys that that can't perform in the playoffs or won't. Just you know, full confident, mortal lock, Jokic and Murray are in there. Uh, but I, I only frame it that way to just bring up that I think from the regular season perspective, I have so much confidence in this roster. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Should be exciting, man. Should be exciting. Uh, the first couple months of next regular season are going to be so interesting because. Uh, it's all about Michael Porter Jr., in my opinion, and uh, how he kind of rises to the moment should be really exciting to watch. Really exciting to watch. Should be a lot of fun, man. Yeah. That's all the time we got for today. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We got awesome viewership on this show. Uh, make sure to smash that like button if you're in the chat, if you're watching the show right now. Throw us a like. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow, Wednesday edition of the show, uh, live at 12 o'clock. Talk to you guys then. Make sure to tune in. See you guys tomorrow. All right. The Colorado XOs just finished up their season. They finished 5-5. Five and five. That's a great start for this brand new team playing against professionals that have been playing for years. If you haven't heard of the Colorado XOs, they're Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team. The XOs are athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports. Now they're coming together to try out rugby. If you yourself are an elite athlete and are interested in trying out for the Colorado XO program, contact the direct director of recruitment, recruitment. Contact the director of recruitment, Peter Pask. His email is ppasque at glendale.co.us. One more time, that's ppasque at glendale.co.us.